on this week's show. Delight for Ramsgate as they make it through to the FA Cup second round for the first time in their history. We'll hear from goalkeeper Tom Hadler. There's no feeling quite like winning a game of football of that magnitude, I think. A stunning draw for Cray Valley at Charlton Athletic. Defender Arthur Lee talks us through it. It's just, a, it's just an unbelievable day for, for, for the whole club. I'm just chuffed for everyone. They may have bowed out, but what a moment for James Bessie Saldana as he scores against Walsall. He talks us through that goal. The ball came to me, the goal was there, had to shoot, couldn't pass in that position. And um, yeah, flew into the top of the net. I don't know what to say, it was just the best feeling in the world, honestly. And back in league action, but disappointment for Welling as they led two goal lead slip in their draw at Dover. We hear from boss Danny Bloor. I thought as good as we were first half, we were absolutely atrocious in the second half and uh, we got what we deserved. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. It has been a truly phenomenal week for Kent football with three non-league sides making their way into the hat for the FA Cup second round draw and our little corner of the country has been placed firmly in the national spotlight. We've got four interviews for you to enjoy this week, including three FA Cup heroes. Now, Andre Phipps has contributed absolutely nothing to this week's show. And all right now is a man who I hope he sought some medical advice for what I'm pretty sure is a severe case of FA Cup fever. Matt Gerrard, how are you? Brilliant, mate. Yeah, really good. I, I, I have to say, I had a cracking weekend uh, watching at the game at Sheppey and the game at Ramsgate. We'll get on from there. But um, the magic of football, the magic of the FA Cup, it was uh, truly phenomenal. And I, and, I, and I felt privileged to be at both games, to be honest. It was it was amazing, wasn't it? Like you know, I I, I was out and about. I, I managed to see uh, almost all of the Sheppey game uh, on Friday night, and then uh, I was out on Saturday afternoon. But I, I was keeping a close eye on how the Rams got on, and then I was also out on Sunday as well. But the same uh, with Cray Valley, and and you know, all three of those teams. Well, we're going to discuss them at, at length. But they all did fantastically, and then you got Maidstone as well going through. So you know, uh, we said last week it was one of the biggest weekends in in Kent Only football since we've been doing this, and and. It lived up to the billing, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, everybody, you know, Sheppy went out, but they should be absolutely delighted. But what what Ramsgate and Cray Valley have achieved and what maybe they can achieve going forward will be talked about for many years. But um, yeah, Pence uh, is a hotbed of football at the moment, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, it really is. Everything all right with you? Are you fed up with this rain? I don't know about, about, about you, but I am. Um, well... <laughs> I'd rather it rained in the um, mornings because the dog doesn't like the rain, so she puts her head out, not having it. But, of course, in the mornings at six in the morning when it's quite cold, she wants to go out for a walk. But this evening when we got home from work, it's just rained all day here, but she won't go out in the evening. So, A, you have to keep her entertained, which means throwing her ball around the house and she goes mental. Otherwise, she'll be running around all night. So, if we do get rain, I'd rather have it between... Um, uh, Eight in the morning rather than um, after six in the evening because it is a and to be honest it's quite nice going out you know after a day's work just relaxing and going for a walk so that's the only the only thing but um, yeah the weather has been pretty shocking so uh, um, I think it's going to be a pretty shocking for the next few days again so uh, but such is life mate but um well it is November so um, probably thirty years ago it would be snow so uh, we 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 can always uh, um, be thankful for small mercies. Yeah, I mean, when I drove up from uh, from Eastbourne to Tunbridge Isles on Saturday, I tell you, the weather was awful. Like the roads were probably the worst I've seen. So, uh, you know, and, and well, I woke up this that, morning. That's probably, that's probably the concern. The infrastructure of this country is pretty shocking. The roads are pretty bad. You do find um, pretty puddles everywhere. And of course, people 
you know, probably me included, don't change their their um, uh, driving routines when they do it. So there's more chance of accidents. But uh, yeah, the Ramsgate game, that was, if on Saturday, if that had been played on an old fashioned grass pitch, it would have been called off after about 10 minutes, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, drive safely if you are out there. If you listen to us in a car right now, hello. I hope you're having a nice drive and there's not too many idiots on the road around you. Uh, it's our 272nd episode this week. And aside from uh, DND Gel Europe's hot mess nail varnish, which apparently, Matt, is ideal to celebrate summer with neons and flirty pastels. I didn't even know pastels could flirt. Uh, I found an undoubtedly. Uh, well, I've got chi- daughters, mate, who, who are well into makeup and nothing that I really understand. They probably know all about that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I also found an undoubtedly cheerful book titled The 272, The Families Who Were Enslaved and Sold to Build the American Catholic Church. Uh, I don't think that's easy bedtime reading, is it? <laughs> anyway, let's I'll, get I won't on. bring that up at church on, on Sunday if we're going, so. I wouldn't, no. Uh, let's get on with the show then. With all these interviews, you might get less of us, uh, so that's good news. Uh, top billing has to go to Ramsgate this week. He came from behind to knock out National League side Woking in front of 3,000 fans at Southwood. TJ Jadama won gold of the round for his strike and after a last-minute drop of the ball in the draw, the Rams will now head to face League 2 AFC Wimbledon in the second round. There's been a lot of media attention on the Rams this week, not least with Matt being there on Saturday and he spoke to goalkeeper and assist king Tom Hadler after the game. Yeah, it's my trademark now. If I get a big thing, I did it when we won the League of Maidstone and yeah, I decided, I thought, Halfway through the second half, I thought, oh, I'm way, way too tired for, do, for doing that. Um, but then, yeah, it came to the end and I just made the save at the end and I just thought, nah, sod it, let's go. And I ran off. <laughs> well, again, I think you had a particularly good game as well, bombarded. I thought you, the game management was good, but, yeah. you know, you must be delighted with your performance. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's always a collective. Look, I, I was, uh, yeah, very happy to make lots of saves and be a big part of the victory, but we've we've grafted so hard as a team in there and that is just so impressive to see, I think. We've we've done well in the league so far and we've obviously had a good run to get here, but as a team to, to grind out a result against a good team, like they're a very established National League team, so, yeah, for us, that's, in, that's incredible. The game started, I thought they woke him with the better side and I think the manager said they were a yard quicker in the first league and they deserve to be in front. Yeah, I think they it definitely did. And obviously the wind in the first half helped. Um, and so we knew if we, we could get to half-time within reach of it, whether that was 1-0 down or 1-0 or whatever, we, we would have a chance because it is a, it's a big factor, the wind up here. So, yeah, so we were very, very happy to, to get through 1-0 at half-time. Um, How important was that goal just before half-time? Yeah, massively. And me and TJ joke because I think that was another assist for me. So I must be on, must try and get an assist bonus. But um, no, it's, yeah, it, it was it was very good. And I think we knew then coming out second half, we had a bit of confidence that we could go and impose ourselves a bit more on the game where we'd had to sit off because they were very sharp first half. We could go and play our football and yeah. And, and again, from your position, the manager said about the, the, the winning goal, it's one from the training ground. Yeah, yeah, he said to us in the change room, he said, if we score that double over, um, he said, that's going viral. So we'll wait to see. But yeah, it was it's one we work on. We've done a few times. It hasn't quite come off. So for it to come off today is a, is a hell of a thing. So yeah. Game management, I think, at the end as well. I think, you know, woken up plenty of possession when, when you went in front but mm-hmm. I think you held out well defensively yeah. Joe Law, you know him very well as well yeah. from your Maystone days he was immense today he's superb like he yeah he's, he's a real class class player um, we've got a real good understanding like how we work together and that um, and yeah so yeah it's been it, it was a proper yeah professional performance from us for considering we're a team that aren't full time and stuff we, we did play some very good football and saw the game out like you say quite well so yeah it was and the scenes at the end are you running the pitch everybody on the pitch yeah. is it, Ben said it's what you get involved in football for yeah 100% honestly there's no feeling quite like winning a game of football of that magnitude I think and especially look like 
everyone being on the pitch and all the photos and everyone and the whole club is such a positive place to be and the good energy around the place is just so infectious so if we can be the, the sort of pinnacle of that and really push ourselves on and then give everybody else good experiences that's what we're about like that's what we, we, we try to do Is it the furthest you've got in the FA Cup is it? Certainly is um, I was at Jill's on the bench I played. I was on the bench in round three maybe round four um, but yeah not playing so yeah for me actual playing this is definitely the furthest I've been uh, And who would you like in the next round? Oh, good question. Good question. I don't you're, know. You're 90 minutes. You, well, you're 90 minutes away from playing Man United. Yeah, things exactly. like that. I was going to say the, the, the lowest ranked team still in it. Um, but no, we'll, we'll take. Uh, yeah, we'll take on anyone. We're, we're more than happy. We'll, if we get a good league draw, brilliant. It's a big day, and we'll go and give them our best. And then if we get a lower down team, then we'll fancy ourselves going to get ourselves into round three for sure. And what's the celebration going to be tonight? It's going to be. They'll be dancing on the streets of Ramsgate, won't they? I didn't drive here with, with, with a plan to do something. So yeah, so I'm prepped and ready to do whatever. I'm delighted for him and, and for everyone at Ramsgate, Matt, that the draw could have been ever so slightly better. If they were at home, it would have been pretty much perfect, I'd say. But for now, what a day on Saturday. Yeah, thanks for Tom. We've had tried to get Tom on the show for a while, so glad we got him on there. Yeah, it was, again, I've been watching non-league football for a while, um, including my own team. But I have to say, probably Saturday for just people watching and excitement for people, it's probably up there with the um, one of the best games I've been, uh, you know, top 10. I absolutely loved it because I chucked it down, so it was good. And I have to say, 3,000 people in Southwood, you could get more in, that's what we'll say. Um, but it was, and it was against Woking. I don't particularly like Woking, so that was uh, cheering me up. Uh, but the best thing about it was Ramsgate came into the game. TJ Duvama, I've said to you before, mate, he's a bloody good player. And I don't Ramsgate to sell him. He should be playing at a high level. He is a very good footballer. And they and they just sort of first twenty minutes woke him, were in it, they scored. Ramsgate then, then they grew into the game. Jadama, it is a good goal, John. You know, for, you know, he's not the tall, biggest guy in the world, but he gets in there, puts it in the corner. Second half, Ramsgate again, it was end to end, um, not many chances. And then Ramsgate scored that goal with Lee Martin. Um and, and they they saw it out pretty easily from that point of view. Hadler had a good game. Hadler made some good saves. I, I think he's a big game player to him, Tom Hadler. Uh, and, he, and he was crew that. Alul was brilliant at the back as well. Um, and Woking, um, I'm surprised. You know, I interviewed the Woking manager as well afterwards. And I, I was a little bit convinced. I think he was a bit worried he might lose his job. But when I interviewed him, nothing's come out yet. But I think he's under a little bit of pressure because Ramsgate were the better side and he deserved to win. And, the best thing about it in the um, after the whistle went, was there must have been 10, 15 grown men crying who'd been watching Ramsgate for donkey's years in front of 200, 150. But seeing them win in that game, you know, our good friend Kevin Barham, he was in tears. Just what it meant to people, you know, the pitch invasion and all things like that. He just... Um, the magic of the cup. The FA Cup gets a bit of a kick in, particularly from because the Premier League clubs don't give a monkeys about it. But if you were there on Saturday, um, you could not have been uh, taken in by it. And it was absolutely fantastic. And I loved every second minute. And so pleased for the people of Ramsgate, because everybody was absolutely buzzing. And it shows what you can achieve. You know, arguably, they've got a big budget. I think Ben Smith said that. But you still have to build a team. And credit should go to Ben Smith, because I was... You know, I think we both said at the time, he's got a big squad here, big ease goes to manage, but clearly he's got them all on side. All the players are very complimentary about him. Um, and they got their rewards 
and a trip to uh, AFC Wimbledon. And I expect that to be on the telly, John. I, I think, um, especially with Wimbledon's cup history, um, I'll be shocked if... if oh, I would have thought it was probably nailed on the Friday night game, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm I'm really sad to, uh, that I'm having to say these sentences, but I don't think it's going to. I just think if, they, if they've been at home, yeah, actually, yeah. Cut, cut and shut case, it would be on. I just, I just feel because they're away, is there part of it that's going to look at But then, if you look at it the other way, Cray Valley were, were on, they were away, we weren't expecting them to be on. So fingers crossed uh, for Ramsey because they don't have to deserve it. Um, you know, but I, 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 I fully expect Maidstone to be on, who we're going to talk about, I fully expect Eastley to be on. Um, and then after that, you know, I mean, if Cray Valley were to win, they're going to have to show that, aren't they? Um, I, 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 would have I, just, thought, I would have thought Cray Valley, Gillingham against either Cray Valley or Charlton will be one of the games because there's two little stories in there. But I, I would have thought Ramsgate, again, especially with Wimbledon as well, it's um, Wimbledon have got a bit of cup. You know, Wimbledon have got, they've won the FA Cup. So that adds a little bit um, to it. It's not too bad. I don't know what sort of, what would Ramsgate, I just feel that's a perfect Friday night game. Cause it's yeah. not too far for the Ramsgate fans to go. Um I don't know how many they're going to be given, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to travel and go. But um, yeah, fantastic. I just it was just so good. Everybody was absolutely buzzing, you know. And, and uh, I was talking, I was there with Matt Davidson, um, you know, Davidson Radio Kent, and you know, I said, you know, you can't bottle this feeling as a football fan as around getting to the second round of the FA Cup. And but uh, then, but he said, oh, as a Tunbridge fan, he hasn't had that. They got to the first round before, but it wasn't. It was with COVID, so you couldn't do it from there. So, um, so I felt a bit sorry for him, and I thought one day he could feel that because you saw three, th- well, two and a half thousand people absolutely buzzing at the final whistle, and um, and that's what football can do to you. And I don't think there's any other sport that can do that. Absolutely, I'm sure Ben Smith, uh, who was delighted on Saturday, will probably have been equally delighted uh, on Tuesday night when his side won three 0 at Merstham in the league. Uh, they're up to third with three games in hand on the leaders as well, and. You know, this FA Cup run is fantastic, um, but the bread and butter for Ben is he's got to get promoted this season. And, you know, the the, the belief that they're going to gain from this run at the moment is only going to help their league campaign, isn't it? It is. And, and of course, one of their players has now played for Dover on Tuesday. We'll get onto that later. But um, on a dual registration, so they're looking at other players as well. I know they're looking to bring more players in. The money that comes in will help them strengthen it. Got a lot of players on contract. But what I will say is, TJ Jadama is a good player. He's, I would say he's, you know, he could play at a high level. I think really good player. I don't. I mentioned him before when I saw him. He scored a hat trick, didn't I? I don't yeah. want Ramsgate to sell him, but you know, teams will be looking at him because he's got he's got a bit of quality. Really good player, and you know, he is. You know, the players they've got in the midfield there. You know, he's the main man of that team. I think, though, he's, he might be better off staying where he is, but this is going to be guaranteed football because we've seen players go higher at the pyramid and it's just not worked out for them. So, uh, but, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't tell but I, I think he's got a chance. Definitely. Uh, let's stick with this with these Southeast Cup heroes and a team whose result was possibly an even bigger shock than Ramsgate's win. As Craig Valley PM came from behind to hold their neighbours Charlton to a 1 1 draw and then a televised replay next Wednesday night. Uh, with thanks to Matt Eastley. Here is Miller's defender, Arthur Lee. Oh, do you know what? It's quite hard. I mean, that wasn't meant to happen today, but it did. Uh, I know we've got only got a replay and it weren't a win, but um, I'm just so proud of these boys, the management, 
I'm so proud of everyone in that stand behind the goal. Um, yeah, I'm just proud of the whole club today. What was the experience like playing at Charlton? I mean, I've got to say you were immense. There was, there was 11 heroes out there, but you had a fantastic game. What was it like? Um, it, it's the biggest game I've ever played in, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it's the first round. It was a, it's the biggest crowd I've played in. It's the same for a, a lot of the boys. I'm one of the older ones in the team, but it's, um, it, it's, just, a, it's just an unbelievable day for, for, for the whole club. I'm just chuffed for everyone. I'll say to Steve McKim, uh, not a lot of people perhaps have heard about Cray Valley Paper Mills. Every football supporter in the country will now have heard of the club. That's got to be a magnificent thing for you. Yeah, yeah. I heard, um, I heard earlier, apparently, if we won, it would have been one of the biggest upsets in FA Cup history. So for us, yeah, so for us to go, and, um, to go and get a draw and take it back to our place, listen, it's going to be stacked against us again. Um, but we're going to have that little bit of edge on our side with our... Um, playing on our home pitch and, uh, and it was a deserved draw offer it wasn't you know it was, you, you had chances to win it and you must have thought when you went 1-0 down early on this could be a long night but yeah, you, you know yeah. you deserved that point well, the, yeah 100% I mean we were just trying to keep it 0-0 as long as we could um, when that goal went in I don't know what it was 10-15 minutes um, you kind Less of that, yeah was it was it 8 or 9 yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean um, we didn't want to concede early because then the floodgates opened but yeah. I feel like we conceded and then we just shut up shop for a little bit and some of our players are not used to doing that we've got some ball players in our team that are used to having the ball but today they've done a job that they ain't used to and um, they've done yeah immense and pit- picking yourself against the likes of Alfie May Miles Lieburn terrific footballers that must be great to test yourself against those kind of players as well. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've been watching as much as I can on all of them, uh, especially Alfie Ray. <laughs> Very good player. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we just done what we had to do today. We've done just enough to get to get the replay. Uh, we, had a, we had a few chances to nick it at the end, but, but we're just delighted with the replay, yeah. And where does this rank in your kind of football achievement? This must be one of the most enjoyable experiences ever of your career yeah it is yeah yeah it's just it's just for for all my family as well like being a non-league footballer um it's obviously it's a lot of away days it's finishing work early it's going to it's going to games on a tuesday night it's grafting the day playing at night and 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 i've got a family that supported me from when i was young from my first ever memory so I was just more excited today for them to be here and enjoy the moment, seeing their son playing. And I can vouch for a lot of the boys. They've all got support, like, supportive parents as well. And it was just good. It was just a great day out for the whole club. Um, I'm so pleased for him and Steve McKim and, do you know what, everyone at Cray Valley, in fact, Matt. I think a lot of people have written them off, uh, even more so when they went behind. But what an effort to come back and then another lucrative day for the club. And I, I kept thinking, I saw the first half, then I had to go out, so... But I kept, I checked my phone and I ran off. Blimey, what a result that was. Yeah, I was, I'm always thinking back when I was at the Chatham game when they played them um, a week or so before. And, and uh, they sort of the committee was saying, no, it'll be better. We'll probably lose 5 0, but it'll be a great day out. We'll have a bit of fun. And they, I also remember them saying, you know, oh, we're lucky we're not at home. It'll be a logistical nightmare. Where the <laughs> 90 minutes went, I thought, well, here you go, guys. It's going to be a, uh, I don't know how many people can get in the Cray Valley, but what a result that was. You know, Charlton. You know, had to bring on the big guns to try and um, get the result. And I saw the highlights of the second half. And, but, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable result, that is. Charlton have been doing really well. You know, Alfie May, absolute machine at that level. We had to bring him on, Emily Burn. They saw it out. Again, they might lose the replay. But what they've achieved in here, unbelievable. And Steve McKim. I think, you know, we've spoken to Steve McKim a few times. And when I saw him interviewed on the telly, anybody who's reputation has grown over the last month it's Steve McKim I think um, you know you know, 
we all think he probably no disrespect to Cray, he should be managing at a higher level, and he's showing that um, with the way he manages the team and the way he comes across in his media that he's the kind of person that you'd want to play for, and what a um, fantastic job he's doing, and you know that some of it you'll think about that. Ramsgate had a wonderful result. Cray, arguably, is that a better result? I don't really know. They're both wonderful, so we're not going to put them on the on a pedestal there. But yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant result. And hope they enjoy their their game next week. So it's on the telly. The money they're going to make out of this that will keep Cray Valley paper mills going for a number of years, and that's really uh, the most important thing of all this. I could probably reopen the bloody paper mill, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. They're, they're like, it was interesting there to that interview. That with massive thanks to Matt Easy for that. Yeah, but Arthur that, Lee, yeah. Arthur Lee, just saying, you know, this is the big, best day of my career, and dedicating it to his family and friends and things. You know, and he's had a good non-league career. Um, and and you know, but those are the stories, and and that's what I've really loved about this cup run over the last few weeks. Is you know, we've been hearing from from people and and, and knowing what it means to them to to have these opportunities in the FA Cup. And and, and Arthur, there, you know, good solid player. Uh, probably much like his manager could be playing at a higher level, but he's just shown there, you know, this is, this is what it's all about for, for our players. Well, I think I think Lee played with him, but a ton with him. So clearly he's got a maximum respect for Steve and knows what he could do job for it. Yeah. I think that the stories are, you know, the, these non-league players, we know John, that they work very hard. They train twice a week, um, not pampered. They just do it for the love of the game. And, and, and they, some of these players are getting their rewards for that, and they're just going to enjoy it for a very long time to come. Absolutely, it's it's, it's just brilliant, and and I'm, and I'm I'm so so pleased uh, for them all. Uh, Maidstone United are also through after defying the taskmaster to beat Chesham two 0 and their reward is a home tie with Barrow, which surely will have the good people of ITV or BBC knocking on their door. Uh, it's eleven games unbeaten for George Ellicobi's men after their two 0 league win over Eastbourne Borough on Tuesday night. They're fifth in the table. And the feel-good factor is surely alive and kicking at the Gallagher man. <laughs> Amazing. You know, we queried George Ellicobi, didn't we? Saying, oh, as he couldn't buy a win the back end of last season. They started this season pretty slow. I think Avery gave them a, a beating. But since then, they don't concede any goals. They're winning football matches. Arguably, they're in better form when they got promoted. Um, yeah, it's a, he has turned... We all know what George Ellicobi as a character is like. Um, a real, you know, he's definitely a half half full, you know, in his attitude about last season. He wasn't, we lost the game, but he wasn't getting down about it. And I think he's getting his rewards now. Um, Maystone against Barrow. Oh, I don't know if that will be on the telly, John. We'll have to agree to disagree on that. But I think it's a, a good tie for them. Um, I'm sorry, think- no. 3G pitch. Uh, team in great form at home to a team two leagues above, right for an upset. That's uh, that for me is is a more nailed on pick than Ramsgate against the uh, Wimbledon against Ramsgate. Uh, well, as I say, I don't know when they're going to do that. But it might be a week or so until after the replays are done. So it might. Be, we've got a bit of time, haven't we? So it's not till the second yeah. of December. So, so um, yeah, uh, again, I'll, I'll see Maystone in their glory next week. So, but yeah, really good thing. And again, they don't concede any goals, which is. Uh, as I know, if you can if you can get that right, you thing and, and they've got a striker. So and I'm glad they beat. The, you know, I know you like the taskmaster, but <laughs> the press would have, the press would have gone over the board if they'd got through. So um, delighted for Maystone, delighted for Oliver Ash. He's had a bit a lot of bit of criticism from last season, and hopefully he's going to make the most of it. Hopefully they do get on the telly and they get the rewards 
uh, at Maystone United. As I've always said, um, they, if they're doing well and can get it right, um, particularly in the National League, which they haven't done in the season spell they're there, they could support a football league club. So um, I'm, I'm pleased for pleased for them and the supporters because they went through hell last season and they're getting their rewards now. Absolutely. Probably bowed out with a 2-0 home defeat to Blackpool. It was also in the line for Sheffield United, but the Ites came out of their 4-1 loss to Walsall with loads of credit. A man of the match performance from friend of the show, Aidan Prawl, and an outstanding goal from our next interviewee. James Bessie Saldana put the host in front against the Saddlers with a superb strike, and he spoke to Matt afterwards. Honestly, um, I don't know what to say. It was um, The ball came to me, the goal was there, had to shoot, couldn't pass in that position, and um, yeah, flew into the top of the net. I don't know what to say. It was just the best feeling in the world, honestly. Did you know when you'd hit it, you thought, that's in? I don't know. I think from the video you might be able to see, but I was just surprised that it went in, honestly. I just saw the goal. I thought, you know, why not? And when it went in, I was I was shocked more than anything, to be honest. Your manager said that. He said that you've been hitting them over the, uh, over the fence rather than going in the back of the net. So what was the feeling like? You could see your face, the emotion. What was it feeling inside? Honestly, um, I don't know what to say. It was the best feeling in the world. That's all I can say. You can tell by the celebration, all the boys, it meant so much. I mean... I've played in this competition since I was 18, played in the preliminary rounds, never got to the first round, never been able to play against the pro clubs and scoring on the first time I've done that is just, uh, yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. Is that the reason you've been playing football since you were a little kid for feelings like that? Yeah, of course, that's that's what football's about. It's like, it sounds cheesy, but it's the glory, isn't it? When when that happens, there's there's, there's no better feeling. And how many, have you watched the video back now? I have, I have. I, I accidentally left my phone in the car, but the boys have been showing me the goal. And um, yeah, yeah, honestly, it, 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 looked, it, was, it was a good strike. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Yeah. It gave 10 minutes leading a football league club. Um, they were a good side. They kept the ball well. If you'd held on a bit more, a few more minutes, you think you could have carried on? Yeah, I, I do. I do. We had a couple of decent chances as well in the start of the second half. Um, if, if they'd have gone in, then, you know, it's a different game. I do think their fourth goal was, was definitely a foul on our keeper. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. They're a football league side, aren't they? And they, they're pro. They train every day. We train twice a week. Um, it's very different. So, What's it like playing against the difference in playing like you've done in the normal league game against those sort of players there? They are quick. They're so quick. The amount of time you get on the ball in that game compared to a normal Saturday for us, it was a big difference. A really you big noticed difference. that straight away? Yeah, instantly. First touch of the ball, three of them on you within like less than a second, you notice it. Um, and we, we're a team that like to play football. We pass it out quite a lot. Even today, with them pressing us like they did, we, we tried to play football. And um, teams in our league, they don't, they don't press you like that. Um, so it was hard, but... You know, we we stuck to our guns. We still did played our game, um, and yeah, yeah. Where were you? You know, where do you look back on this run? You know, your goal as well. But you started this running back in August, and now we're in November. So that shows the achievement of the lowest left side left in the competition. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like one of the reasons we are the lowest left side is because we had only played three league games <laughs> by the time this this game came. So um, yeah, we we played like I think it was something like eleven cup games in a row yeah. because we'd, we'd done well in the cups you know um, so yeah I mean we've got to get back to the league now and focus on that but yeah I'm, I'm going to look back at this day forever I think again unfortunately 
back back in action or for you back in action against Beckenham on Tuesday the league is important it's a quite a tight division there's a lot of sides who've got a lot of games to catch up on so at the moment it doesn't look like a, a league that somebody's running away with so what's, what's the chances what, what do you hope for for the rest of the season I think the squad we've got is phenomenal like the players we have are, are brilliant um and I don't think I've ever played with a team that just gels so well, naturally, without even being need to be told. Um, <clears throat> so I really do think we have a good chance of getting promoted tonight this season. Um, and if we don't get promoted, it will be a big disappointment. Final question. When you put your head on the pillow tonight, I don't know if you're going out celebrating, what will you be your feelings when you do that? <laughs> well, I can't go out. I've got work tomorrow. So, What do you do? I'm a, I'm a digital marketer. Right. Um, so, yeah. You're good on social media, so that'll be going out with the goal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'll be lapping that up on Twitter, honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to sleep. It'll be hours and hours before I'll be able to sleep. So, yeah, yeah, the feeling will stick with me for hours, honestly. Days. Months. <laughs> uh, it spoke very well there, Matt. And, and I would say for Sheppy that if you said to them they had to script their FA Cup exit, they would want it to go exactly as it did, taking the lead, brave performance before going out. How was your first Sheppy experience, Matt? Absolutely wonderful. I would say so well organised when we got there. Uh, luckily, I, I was in the boardroom for the game where the radio bit was. I was next to the Moose, but we will broach over that. Um, but I was in there, and I, again, I was fed, watered. Um, I had my picture taken with the FA Cup. Such a friendly club. The people um, just really enjoying the moment of being in the first round of the FA Cup for the you know the first time in their history. But what a club, and what people were there. Absolutely loved it. And when he scored that goal... Um, I'll send you the commentary of my goal on that, John. I do get very excited when he scores. Um, and roar you could hear because, oh, it was, it sort of took your breath away, really, for what it meant to people. The whole ground, people standing in the in the boardroom, they couldn't believe it. So absolutely brilliant. Lovely setup, lovely ground. Um, again, a club that does so much work. Ernie Batten. Um, what a guy he has come again from the, you know, you speak to these people who um, love the game. I think he really enjoyed his his day in the sun. They lost, but I think they can hold their credit up. And particularly our mate Aidan, John, and we've known before. Um, another player again, I don't want him to sell it. He should be playing at a higher level because he is a class act, that goalkeeper. Absolutely. Um, OK, I'm going to be controversial here. TJ's goal was brilliant. James is better. I, I, I think so because you know the beautiful hit. Did it win the? Did it win? The, I know it was the BBC had a competition, didn't they? There was, was a, the, the FA Cup had a well, Emirates FA Cup on Twitter did, did one. There was four goals on there, which James's wasn't on there, uh, but TJ's <laughs> was, and TJ won it. Um, and and I did tweet put a tweet out saying obviously we're voting for TJ, but a guy for Alfreton scored an absolute weldy. Um, but for me, the, the um, TJ's goal was great, but it, there's just something about that goal from from James, isn't there? That was just like took your breath away. Yeah, and I think the the you know the, the context of the game as well. So he absolutely hit it roof of the, you know into the roof of the net and what it meant. And as I said, that rule was good and what it meant. You, you, the thing is as well, you could see it. You know, I spoke to him after the game and he was absolutely buzzing. He probably hasn't slept yet, and he scored in the week. I saw you again. Um, 
he couldn't believe it. What you know, his career, what he he will never forget that moment. And you see his face when he scores that goal on the telly. Uh, that's that's what that's what you play football for. That's um, you know, as I keep going back to you, as a football supporter and probably as a player, you don't get that many moments like that. So you've got to take them when they come. And he took it. And what a goal and fantastic. And I say, I don't think I'll forget that rule for a long time. No, uh, the Ice followed that up with a 2 0 win over Beckenham, uh, with Ramsgate also winning. Uh, it was almost a perfect night in Eastman South Eastern Tuesday. Seven Oaks also uh, victors, 1 0 over, but that was over Irith and Belvedere. So two Kent sides did lose. Uh, there's just two games in that division there on Saturday as the rest were all washed out. They're both 1 0 home wins for Kent teams. Ashford beat Burgess Hill and Phoenix Sports, uh, just their second league win of the season over Horndean, whose manager gave an absolutely brilliant post-match interview afterwards too. I mean, I don't want any of our managers to get sacked, but if any of them did and they got the guy from Horndean, I'd be quite happy. That's a brilliant interview. Have you seen it, <laughs> I did, Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, but I think um, he's taken it from the guy from Dorking. But yeah, again, <laughs> say, say, say what you see, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Call a spade a spade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The discrepancy of games played in that division is is insane. Uh, Crow Valley are unbeaten after five games, but they're 12 points behind the leaders' three bridges, but they played twice as many games. Uh, aside from Crow Valley's replay, it's all about the league for the rest of November. Uh, starting on Saturday, when Crow Valley host Irith and Belvedere, uh, Turn Bay against three bridges, Horndean uh, is a destination for Hythe Town, Phoenix go to Merston, Ramsgate host Beckenham, is Seven Oaks against Sheppey, Sittingbourne against Ashford, and on Tuesday night, uh, Beckenham against Lansing and Sheffield United against Ramsgate. Uh, City Warren have set up a fundraising appeal after Storm Kieran uh, wreaked some havoc at Woodstock Park, destroying Blakey's Garden Shed, which is where the home fans tend to congregate. Uh, they're close to their £2,000 goal, and you can find that on social media. Uh, while the FA Cup is put to the back of our minds for a little bit, the FA Bars is in full focus this weekend with seven scaffold sides still on the road to Wembley. Uh, six of them are in action Saturday as Glebe head to Burnham, Irith Town host Peacehaven and Telscombe. Uh, Snodland go to Farnham, it's Holmesdale against Haywards Heath, Deal head to Newhaven, Punjab go to Roffey, and then on Sunday, Tunbridge Wells travel to face Lingfield. Hopefully, Matt, we can get some teams through there. Um, oh, I'd love it if Punjab had a bit of a run in this competition, and of course, Deal. So. Um, Tricky game to work for those, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure Deal have play, played Newhaven before. It rings a bell. They've well, uh, Corinthian played them in the FA Cup uh, in one of the yes. previous years because I went because it's not far from where I live. So I yeah. went along to see that. But I think they're a much better side than they were that day. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, fingers crossed um, we can get some of our sides through uh, in that competition. Yeah. Well, we'll have uh, more of an analysis of that next week, I suppose, won't we? Absolutely. Uh, we'll even get some managers on from those teams as well, I reckon. Uh, yeah. In the scaffold on Saturday, just four games survived the weather and there were some interesting results in there. As Faversham hit eight past Stansfeld. Dealtown came to find three one winner leaders Glebe. Uh, Lords would beat Tumbridge Wells one nil, and Wellington earned just their second win of the season as David Whitswell three two, despite going two one down a minute from time. Uh, there were challenged cup games in midweek, and one of them ended in injury woe for Faversham as Jefferson Abanji suffered a broken fibula and damaged ligaments uh, in their victory over Leedtown. So all thoughts are with him. Uh, this weekend, Bearsford host Hollands and Blair. It's Kennington against VCD, uh, Lid against Corinthian, Rustall against Whitstall, Sutton to host. Lordswood and Wellingtown host Faversham. And on Tuesday night, Corinthian against Glebe, Deal against Hollands and Blair, Irith Town against Fisher, Homesdale against Sutton Athletic, Lordswood against Kennington, it's Punjab against Wellington, Stansfeld against Rustall, uh, Whitstall against Lidtown, and then on Wednesday night, Snodland take on Faversham. Big game, that's one. Uh, oddly, most of the first division fixtures survived the storm, with leaders FC Whiteleaf drawing 2 2 with Croydon, ended 1 1 between Bride and Ropes and Hartford and New Hyde. 
Lucian Barrow won 2 0 at Forest Hill. And 3 3 between K Sports and Fabrice from Strike Force. Watch United beat SC Thamesby 2 0 and Staples Monarchs uh, beat Canterbury City 1 0. Check out the Skeffer website for their fixtures this week. Uh, let's move up to the National League South, where on Tuesday night there was a Kent derby and a third game in five days for Matt as Dover hosted Welling. What a week for Mrs. Gerrard and the girls. Uh, the White's the, the Trail 2-0 were hit back to get a point, and it should probably have been all three, but there was a late miss from the home side. Here's the Wings boss, Danny Bloor. Yeah, I thought we was very good in the first half, raced into a two-goal lead, Matt. But I thought as good as we were first half, we were absolutely atrocious in the second half and uh, we got what we deserved. Uh, perhaps we were fortunate not to, to lose a game in the end. Uh, their, their lad missed, a, a missed an open goal, didn't he? But, you know, the only thing I would say is the referee signals six minutes of additional time. I think she plays nearly nine. Uh, but, yeah, we got thoroughly what we deserved, um, a, a point at, at best in the end. Yeah, I thought the first half you, you were great, dominated the game, scored a couple of good goals. What do you say at half-time in that? You know, a bit like David, you haven't won in a few games. Is it a confidence thing when you concede a goal? It's personnel, really, Matt, as well. You know, we're devoid of leaders. Uh, we're devoid of people showing character in the second half. That's when you need your big players to puff their chest out, stand up uh, and lead it by example. But we don't have those. And I think uh, we're going to have to make some personnel changes. How do you do that? Is that the only thing is... Bringing players in who've got that, those those skills you mentioned. Yeah, I think we need do need. You know, we're not Welling United were full time last season with a big budget. We're certainly not that now. Uh, some people think we are, but we're not. Uh, I, I think we need to address one or two personnel areas. Is, are they non-contract players you've got, so they're easy to move on, or one? We well, you know that's one or two are, some are not. But we have to make the right decisions for Welling United Football Club. And you personally, how do you think the season has gone? You got a new club. Um, do you feel under pressure? You know, eleven games without a win. Uh, I never feel under pressure. You know, we're above Dover in the table. We're above Haven't and Waterlooville. Uh, I think my old club Leesbourne they lost again this evening. So you know, pressure's what you make of it. But the one thing I will say is that second half display was nowhere near good enough. Don't matter if you'd won ten games on the bounce or if you you know not, hadn't won, um, it wasn't good enough, and it, we have to change that. What did you say to the players at the final whistle? I think we keep that to ourselves in honesty, Matt, because uh, you won't want me swearing on, on on the radio. How you look at the season? You know, you're probably a third of the way through the season. What do you think? The you know, you know this league better than many. What do you think the standards like this year? I think the standard is competitive, but in all honesty, I think some of the sides, you know, probably ourselves included, we're not, we're not great, are we? You know, and that, uh, did, did that game look like a two sides at the bottom of the table? Probably at times, I thought it probably did. I think when you saw our second goal, no. Um, but then, you know, some of the passages of play, you could. But listen, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, obviously, we're down the bottom. Uh, we know that. Like Dover, like Haven, like Slough, like Eastbourne Borough. Um, but there's still many points to play for. Uh, you have to remember that. Nothing's won in November, nothing's lost in November. But taking that aside, we need to address uh, our own, uh, our, ourselves. And how would you game? Will there be changes for the weekend? Uh, listen, uh, there's one or two things in the pipeline already. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, tonight expedites them. You've got Slough on Saturday. They won 4-0 tonight and had a good result in the FA Cup. They have got a FA Cup replay uh, game after yours. Do you think they may rest a few players or is that what you're hopeful? Listen, I can't control anything but Doverdoo, Slough, Worthing, uh, you know, Maidstone. I have to, all I can control is uh, Welling United uh, and that's what I'll be doing. But you're enjoying it. Football's a frustrating game, but you love it, I suppose. Good job I've got no hair, that's all I say. Uh, pretty unflappable, Matt. Uh, what, what did you make of Welling on Tuesday night? Um, 
a lot better than the first half than Dover. Um, scored a couple of good goals. Dover's, Dover's got a problem. They can't defend very well. And Welling exploited that in the first half with a um, with a mistake goal for the first one. The second one was a beautiful goal, though. Lovely finish. I don't know if people will soon know if it's Abrahams or uh, TJ Bramble, but it was a lovely cross and a brilliant finish. Uh, and at half-time, I couldn't see Dover coming into it. But football's a strange game. Dover haven't won in 13. Welling hadn't run in 10. And as soon as Dover got one back, it was a good goal. Um, um, sort of Welling went into their shell a bit. And, you know, when you, they're worried. They haven't scored and they haven't won a game. And Dover had missed a, their golden opportunity. Welling had a couple of chances on the on the counter-attack, but didn't see it. And then Dover got equalised at the last minute. Um I have to say, two poor sides, I thought. Um, and you, at, at times, it was quite a good game, but at times, some of the pattern of play was pretty poor from both teams. So, um, again, Danny Blore, again, talking about spade to spade, he'd call it a spade to spade there, um, with, with, with saying he needs to change the players. And even though they scored two goals, I think concerning is scoring goals for Welling. Um, Danny Blore knows what he's doing and that in that level, but it'd be interesting to see if he does bring in players before the weekend and get rid of a few, because he has brought in a lot of players. Um, but I think everybody thought that, you know, as he said in that first part, Welling had a bit of money last season. Maybe they haven't got the money now and maybe it's struggling to attract the right talent to go forward. But um, if I was, if I was a neutral at that game, I would be concerned for both sides um, in the relegation zone. Hey, Matt did also speak to White's Chairman Jim Palmer in an interview that we are unfortunately able to bring you on this show, uh, but it should be released into the ether later this week. I have heard the interview, though, and I've got to say it's one of his best, Matt. Uh, very honest, as always. And I think regardless of results and league positions, he and the club actually seem to be in a better place than they were this time last year. Uh, yeah, I think they probably are. Um, again, results aren't changing, which I said about the, the losing mentality. They've got to change or try and turn results into a thing. Dover have got probably half a dozen good players who I think um, play well at this level, but they're not winning matches. Um, clearly, they're never going to be back to the levels they were a few years ago, spending money and riding high in the National League. So, But as Jim, as Jim alluded to, they want to become a bit more self-sufficient, play the youngsters and see where it brings them. And it could be that they may have to go one step back to maybe one step back for a couple of years to maybe to move step forward. And so, um, yeah, he was quite honest. I think it, the interview might be out on Radio Kent or at least part of it on Friday. And But hopefully the club will release it. So uh, if you are a Dover fan, the interview should be out at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is really good. And, and you know, Jim, uh, I think he was looking to sell out. But he basically in that interview, uh, if you do find it, he basically says, well, no one really wants to invest in us. Um, and that's the difficulty that Dover have always had. And, and I guess... It's one of those where you have some high times and you just kind of, people have expectations of them. But I think maybe going for, as Matt says, they may have to take one step uh, back to come back again. Uh, the Whites had lost their home to Hampton on Saturday when they were 1-1 draws for Tumber Dangerous against Chelsea and Welling at Weymouth. Uh, and then elsewhere on Tuesday night, I've already mentioned Maidstone's win over Eastbourne. There were no goals when Angels hosted Hampton, but Dartford were beaten 2-1 at home uh, by Chelmsford when a win would have put them in the playoff bases. 
Hello, this is the bit where it all sounds a little bit different uh, because I had to run for the train, as you'll probably hear later on uh, in the show. So I said to Matt, I'll just fill this bit in uh, later on in the show. Uh, so here we go. On Saturday in the National League South, it's Hampton Richmond Borough against Maidstone United. That's three games in a row for Hampton Richmond Borough against our teams. Uh, Tunbridge Angels head to St Albans. Dartford go to Truro. Welling are at home to Slough. Uh, and Dover make the long trip to Yeovil. Uh, and then on Tuesday night, more fixtures in this division. Uh, it's Braintree against Welling, Eastbourne against Tunbridge Angels. Uh, Matt is going to be at Maidstone against Dover, while Dartford travel to Worthing. Uh, there's just a game each in the National League where Bromley go to Boreham and Ebbsfleet make the long trip to Hartlepool. And that just leaves with the Isthmian League Premier Division, where two of the three games that survived on Saturday ended in Kent wins. And Margate beating Lewis by two goals to nil. Cray Wanderers winning at Wingate and Finchley. But Folkestone were beaten 3-1 at Carl Shorten. And then on Tuesday night, Chatham lost 2-0 at Billericay and Margate were held 1-1 by Haringey Borough but Margate in a little bit of form uh, and lots of good stuff going on off the pitch as always at Hartsdown Park and, that, and they'll be disappointed they were picked back uh, in that game against Haringey Borough disappointed they couldn't hold on but I think you know things are looking up for Margate and as you know both Matt and I want them to do well and on a week where Ramsgate have been the centre of attention it's good to see Margate picking up four points as well. Uh, on Saturday, Chatham are at home to Whitehawk. Uh, Cray Wanderers take on Car Shorten. Margate head to Dulwich Hamlet. And folks are at home to Billericay. And then folks are at home as well on Tuesday night when they take on Haringey Borough. Uh, that brings you all up to date with all the football stuff. So now we're going to go back in time uh, around 13 hours, 14 hours in fact, uh, to when I was at London Bridge Station. I'm just about to walk down the stairs. Enjoy. What else have you been up to, Matt? That's all the football chat sorted out. Um, well, not really a, a great deal. I've been a football mate, basically. Um, three That's what you get the big bucks for. Yeah, exactly. I am at Welling on Saturday again, so um, and we'll, we'll catch up from that. Um, not too much, And obviously really. made Stone Tuesday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm putting in the hard yards in November, aren't I? So um, watching some games. I'm looking forward to seeing Maidstone, I have to say. I think uh, um, even though they're probably likely to give Dover a bit of a kick in, um, interesting to see what they're like. Um, to be honest, not too much, mate. I say bit of football, and that's probably about been about it. Coming home, um, falling asleep on the sofa, and, and watching football. That's all I've been doing. As I've got, as I've got football on the telly now as well, watching a bit of Champions League highlights. I, I want to talk about gear tickets. Um, ah, right, yeah. I quite wanted to go and see the Manic Street Preachers next summer. Right. Uh, open air gig. They're joint headlining with Suede. Should be a good gig. Tickets went on sale a couple of weeks ago. 70 quid and, and do you know what you've got to draw the line somewhere because I'll be buying two tickets and, and I just think that's an absolutely outrageous waste of money I'm going to a gig this weekend uh, which has cost me about £40 and I think that's probably about the limit 40 50 quid unless it's from my absolute favourite band doing something amazing I just can't believe how the prices of these things have got, keep going up and up and up well, well my, again, Bruce Springsteen doing Wembley Stadium last year, next year. Oh, how much? And, <laughs> well, 170 quid. Somebody looks at it, but again, I'd I mean, probably I, I, pay 100 if I do that, but I, I just can't justify um, paying that. But um, I still definitely want to see um, Springsteen before he retires, even though he seems to retire every year. But yeah, I, I, we do have this conversation at work, the price of pop concerts, if, you call it, if that's the way you call it. These days, it seems to be extravagant. I, I don't know if it's because they can't sell any records now. They've got to make the money elsewhere. Is that it? It must be, yeah. And I guess obviously the venues are having a fair bit of it as well. So, um, yeah, but pretty 
shocking scenes, really. I, I have got a quandary with this uh, this gig on Saturday, though, because... Uh, Who is it? Have I heard of them? Uh, probably not. They're called Nothing But Thieves. Are they on Radio 2? <laughs> uh, no, they're not. They're, they're really good, though. Um, they're, they're one of Fee's favourites, actually, and she's kind of got me into these. Uh, but they're great. But here's my here's my dilemma. So we've decided um, we're going to go for a nice meal on Saturday lunchtime. And um, but the problem is, is we're going to have to obviously go smart enough to go to the restaurant and then go to the gig as well. I don't want to look like someone who's turned up looking like I'm ready to go to the point to point racing when I go to a rock gig. So the difficulties of this now. <laughs> what sort of style of music is it? Well, they're, they're a rock band. Oh right, so it's quite heavy, is it? No, they're not. They're not that heavy actually. But I, it's difficult because I kind of want to be dressed up quite smart. I made it because they haven't got a cloakroom, so we're going to walk in around oh, London. Where, 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 where's the venue? Wembley Arena. Oh, oh, they must be big then. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Exactly. All oh, right. I mean, they're not like uh, Olivia Rodrigo, whatever her name is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you go what you want, mate. It's, you 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 go in your three-piece suit if you wanted to. So, you know. You 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 feel going what we feel comfortable with. There you go. Maybe that's should, my point. Maybe I should make Fee wear a comedy hat as well. That'd be uh, absolutely perfect. One uh, thing I right. want to say, John. One what? thing. Last point. I've been dealing with a non Kent non league legend um, last couple of days. I've had a couple of things that I had to sort out, and I've already mentioned him a couple of times on the pod. Mark Monday. Been dealing with him. Again? I remember seeing him at the hospital and on the train. Mark right. Monday gets another mention. Um, had a phone call and it was Mark Mundy and I said Are you Mark Mundy the football legend or well, didn't say legend <laughs> and he said yes had a quick chat about that wished his son Billy well and away he went so yeah Mark Mundy out there again so if anybody else has been speaking to any ex non-league legend in their line of work please let us know absolutely perfect well I am currently standing on platform 6 at London Bridge Station um, my train is two minutes away so I'm going to wrap this up uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show uh, you can find us on social media uh, on Twitter, Kent NL Podcast. On Facebook, search for Kent Nonny Podcast. And you can also uh, find the chat group, Kent Nonny Football Chat. Uh, you can find us on threads and Instagram as well, at Kent Nonny Podcast. Uh, I'm at John Fitz81. I'm Matt, at Matthew underscore Jard. Uh, what a week it's been, as we say, and, and some brilliant reaction there from all of our players. Uh, it's in here in the background. That's my train. But I'm going to have to go. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll speak to you next week on the Kent Nonny Podcast. Thank you, Ramsgate, for looking after me. And thank you, uh, Sheppy, for looking after me. A weekend from Kent Non-League Football. I don't think I'll forget in a while. Delighted for everybody involved. Good night.